You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Recover from failure. Failure is something that we all, in one way or another, have experienced in this life. I know I have. And I know some of those failures were excruciating. Excruciating. And I remember one time the Lord really made me alert not to go see somebody. And I was extremely tired. I hadn't slept the night. And, but my love for that person overruled my obedience to the Lord. That's a long time ago. And I went to go see that person and I was completely unprepared for what just came. And it was, very, it was actually nothing, really. It was nothing. However, it triggered something in me that caused a conflict that lasted for years and caused me pain beyond measure and affected relationships. And yeah, the Heavenly Father so wants to save us from failure. And I am so grateful that by His Holy Spirit, He makes us obedient so that we don't have to suffer these failures. And I'm grateful that, that He is so merciful to not only forgive, but also restore and give more than what we had before. But it really takes humility to enter that kind of restoration. And that humility we do not find often within ourselves. Often in ourselves we find excuses, accusations, resentment, and angers against the pain of it all. And you know what happens when you mix pain with angers, you get bitterness. And, and when we have bitterness, we cause poison for other people in how we talk about in situations. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a channel of poison. I want to be a channel of mercy and forgiveness, a channel of love and reconciliation and restoration. And then we really have to let the Lord restore us. Otherwise, that poison just keeps coming and maybe you feel it's okay because you yourself are still hurting. You yourself are still upset. But come on, you have to let the Lord restore you. You have to let the Lord restore you when you've suffered failure. And maybe the failure was completely not your fault. Maybe it was other people and their attitudes and actions that caused you to suffer that failure. But still, the Lord restores. He restores us when we've suffered failure. And of course, one of the most phenomenal examples about this is the life of King David, who suffered failure in many different areas in his life. And some of these failures were affected the whole nation. I mean, the whole nation was affected by some of David's failures. And the king, the government was affected by his failures. And yet, the Lord was able again and again and again to restore David because he again and again humbled himself and allowed God to restore him. And here, he was living in a place he shouldn't have been. And the only reason he went there was because he became afraid. He became afraid. He had cut a piece off of Saul's robe, who was trying to kill him. And then he felt convicted that he had done such a thing against God's anointed. 
and, uh, and, and he himself was somebody who advocated not to touch God's anointed and he felt so convicted that he thought, oh my goodness, now, now God's protection has departed from me and he, he ran away. And he shouldn't have done that because God's protection didn't run away from him. He ran away from the protection at that moment and ended up in a place called Ziklag where he shouldn't have been. And as he got involved in things he shouldn't have gotten involved in, I mean, what God did to restore David should encourage you to let him restore you. Because here David had gotten involved. God had to intervene to stop him from getting involved with it. And he came back home to Ziklag and everything was burnt and all his family was gone. And all the family of his, of his men was gone. And, and look what it says here. So David and his men in 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 3 came to the city and there it was burnt with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters had been taken captive. And David and, and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until, until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelites and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelites, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. When people are hurt, they often want to blame somebody. Of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and daughter. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abathar the priest, Abimelech's son, please bring me the effort here. The effort was like a, a, a garment you put on in a moment of prayer as a priestly intercession. And please bring me the effort. And Abathar brought David the effort. And David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, pursue for you shall surely overtake and without fail recover all. You know, sometimes when we have suffered failure, we can sit there and sit there and sit there. And I understand. I understand. You just don't know how to get out of the pain. You don't know how to get out of the situation. And it starts to dictate your daily living. And it starts to dictate your ways of thinking and talking and behaving and other people's relation to you. And it starts to take over. But if you come to the Lord, He will restore. He will restore and grant you to recover from failure. He will cause you to recover because David recovered all because he sought the Lord. He sought the Lord. So let me read you something that I really utterly love. It's in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 through 10, okay? 1 John. 1 John. Here it is, sorry, verse 5, there. Now this is the message that we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. 
And if we say that we have no sin, we have deceived ourselves and the truth's not in us. But if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. You know, David wasn't sitting there before the Lord in some kind of heart of offense. No, he was broken. He was broken. He wept until he had no more strength to weep and, and he was greatly distressed because everybody was blaming him for it and in many ways it was right. He had taken them there and he shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have been there. And I know you can say, yeah, but they, but this, but that. But no, come on now, stop excusing yourself by accusing somebody or something else. Just stand before the Lord. Come into the light of His presence. That's the safest place to be, where everything is exposed and nothing is hidden. And He can bring to light the hidden thoughts of the heart, the hidden motives of the heart, the hidden attitudes and angers and malice and envy and strive and lust and fear and selfishness. And He can bring it all to the light. And you can say, Oh, Jesus, cleanse me. Have mercy upon me, a sinner. Wash me clean, Lord. I've become hard. Lord, I'm, uh, in my anger I sin. Lord, in my, in my self-will I have gone away from you. Lord, I seek self instead of you. You know, in the light of God, everything becomes visible. And Jesus warns us in John 3 when he's talking to Nicodemus. He said, Nicodemus, Nicodemus, if anyone would believe upon me, they would not perish, but have everlasting life. For I haven't come to condemn anybody, but to save everybody. But the reason people won't come into the light that I have for them is because their deeds are evil. And they hate the light lest those deeds would be exposed because they don't want to leave them. And this is the condemnation that people have loved the darkness rather than the light because their deeds are evil. You see, folks, you and me, we can insist on what is wrong. We can insist on it. I had this, I had this offense in me against parking ticket people. And I got so angry. My daughter-in-law come to drop off the grandchildren at our house. And because we live near a train station, they have a time between 9 and 11 that you can't park there without a permit. She was in the house five minutes and the man put a parking ticket on her car. I about lost my salvation. I got so offended by that. And I walked out to him and I said, what you're doing is wicked. She's come to drop off the grandchildren. And he said she was in the house for five minutes. My goodness, I mean, if it wasn't for Jesus, I would have wrung his little ugly neck. I was so offended, so angry. And that got in me. And I justified it by what I thought he did was wrong. What he did was wrong and was and it was an abuse of his power. And, and I justified it and I kept getting tickets and I kept getting tickets. And my dear wife kept praying and praying. One day she said to me, Darling, when are you going to deal with this? When are you going to deal with this? When are you going to deal with this? I knew she was right. Oh, bless that precious soul. I'm so grateful she talked to me. 
I went before the Lord on my knees. You know, the Bible says, better the bruises of a friend than the kisses of an enemy. The Bible says a wise man learns from criticism. He even looks for it. And I went on my knees and I said, Father, I've allowed this offense in my heart. And I repent of it, Father. Please, Lord, take it out of my heart. I repent of it. I repent, Lord. I pray for these people that do this kind of job that's really hard to do. I ask you to give them peace and help them and guide them how they're supposed to do their job. Help them to do it fairly and rightly. But, Father, bless them and their families. Father, I pray, remove this judgment out of my heart. I repent of it. Wash me clean. And I came into the light about it. I kept, I kept you know, I stopped hiding it by justifying it because I was so offended. No, I came into the light, and in the light it was made manifest, this offense, and the blood of Jesus washed me clean, and I haven't had a ticket since. Wow, isn't that interesting that evil finds the heart that is evil? And if you don't want things that are evil to repeat themselves, you gotta live in the light. You gotta live in the light. And you got to allow the Lord to continuously help you recover from things that would otherwise get into your heart. You really got to catch it immediately before it takes root. You got to immediately decide, no, I'm not going to harbor offense. No, I cover this in love. God's been merciful to me and I will be merciful with his mercy. I will show the same mercy to others he has shown to me. Luke chapter 6 verse 36. And you have to continuously live in this great kindness and love of your Savior to allow yourself to keep recovering. Do you know something? I got to live in recovery day and night. Why? Because I want to live ready to minister kindness, ready to be forbearing, ready to be long-suffering, ready to be gracious and kind, ready to serve and lay down my life for others. I want to be ready to not insist on my own rights. Love does not insist on its own rights. Love bears up under anything and everything without failure. If you don't want failure to repeat yourself, then you've got to allow the Lord to continuously restore you continuously live in that amazing love of his grace and then you will see that the same old same old will not be able to repeat itself because you're being kept from failure by your savior who can never fail and he will help you honestly will he will help you he will bring you through stay in the light let his blood keep cleansing you and you will see he will keep you have a good day